0: Welcome! You are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Don Fleming, an attorney turned alchemist, and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. Listen to conversations with courageous souls who've stepped out of their comfort zone and designed a new way of life. They'll share their experiences, wisdom and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. This is your host Dawn Fleming and today I'm here with my husband Tom Clifford and we thought we'd start off our podcast first episode with telling you a little bit about ourselves and how we came up with the idea for this podcast we moved to a little island off the coast of Cancun called Isla Mujeres. We bought oceanfront vacation rental property 3 years ago while we were still living in Florida and it's a now a 4 bedroom 4 bath luxury property located in El Centro which is basically downtown Isla Mujeres. And then Tom, you want to tell him about where we're living. Okay, well uh,
1: while the uh, the house is, is rented out, uh, we live on our 50 foot sailboat in a beautiful marina and the Makash Lagoon that protected the Hurricane Hole back in, uh, and it's beautiful. There's a beautiful uh, grass area, nice docks, uh, mangroves um, all around, and a beautiful pool and clubhouse. We're just uh, uh, really enjoyable, to when we have to work on the on the house to come uh, between guests and we come back to the boat and it's a, it's a beautiful uh, area. Two uh, kitty cats who uh, live with us uh, full time and um, they just love, uh, we call it the, the savannah where they, they have big uh, grass greens and uh, places for them to run around up on the dock and they have the the best time and they go and visit all the other uh, people on their boats and they're kind of the, the dock greeters when the people walk down the dock but we it's pretty enjoyable we really enjoy. It this
0: marina and our lifestyle right yes, it's yes, it's, yeah. it's pretty pretty nice but uh it was certainly wasn't always this way for for myself or you uh we met in 2000 so we've been together uh 19 years you want to talk about
1: the first time uh you moved away from your your home yes um, the very first time i grew up in newport beach california down by the beach I actually lived in San Fernando valley first and then we when i was in just the start of high school our family moved down to newport beach so So I always lived near the beach. It was a quiet beach community. Um, And then when I was younger, and then all of a sudden became a, a big destination. And they built up big houses, and, and it became in the very, one of the most expensive uh, parts of Southern California. So when I was, I got married, and I was looking where I wanted to live. You know, I was, I was out of reach. It was too expensive. to think about the beach, but uh, my first wife, uh, she was from Gig Harbor, Washington, and so I said, let's go up there, let's drive up there, and, and take a look see, see if we liked it. And it turns out it was, it was affordable where I could have a nice house for you know a lot less money than i would have done in orange county so i decided to uh to relocate we re- relocated to big harbor washington and was there for 10 years it was I, it was it was good it was nice uh, i got a nice job uh, with a light company up there as a lineman and uh so it was a good move but after 10 years of uh of the dreary, slow jury up there I decided uh, to move back to Southern California. I needed the beach and the sunshine, and that's one of the things that's driven me in my life to be near the water, is uh, is, is part of where I grew up, and yeah.
0: Well, and we have that in common. I'm from, originally from Minnesota. I grew up in Bloomington, Minnesota. If you don't know where that is, it's where the Vikings used to play football in the snow. Yes, I bleed purple, and sadly. <laughs> uh, anyway, and uh, now the Mall of America is uh, on that site, a pretty well-known place. But anyway, I always say it's a great place to be from. I'm really happy I grew up there, but I really detested the the winters. I really longed for a warmer climate, and so did my first husband. And so the first opportunity we had... He actually went to medical school in University of Minnesota, and I was a UMM grad as well. We relocated to Orange County, California, for the continuation of his medical education, and I really enjoyed that area. I, you know, we were both in sticker shock when we, we moved there, how expensive it was, because we actually did own our own home for about... <laughs> 15% of what the average Orange County home went for was what we paid for ours. It was uh, it was a good move. I ended up, uh, we ended up going through a divorce a few years later, and I just stayed there because I wasn't going back to the frozen tundra. Uh, I loved to visit in the summertime, but it was really weather that, that was keeping me in Orange County. I really didn't have anywhere else to go. I had made friends and, and had a career, so ended up just staying there. So when Tom and I uh, met, we... Got married a few years later. We uh, since I was number actually number three for him, and he was number two for me. We had sort of an unorthodox wedding. We decided to go ahead and get married on our honeymoon, and no one was actually invited. It was a little little quiet ceremony. You want to want to talk about that experience? Um, share
1: well, that. We um, we chartered a thirty five foot sailboat just Don and I uh, for sixteen days, and we went down to the British Virgin Islands and. Uh, for the charter captain there and and we established residency so we could get married. So uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, we uh, we got to uh, we got married in a nice uh, resort right on the water. It was absolutely. Uh, breathtaking. Went snorkeling that day. Yeah, I went snorkeling that morning, and then got, got got dressed and took the inflatable in, and uh, got married in the afternoon. And it was absolutely magical. Um, we were unplanned. Unplanned. We were on the <laughs> beach uh, taking uh, trying to take pictures of each other, and this fella comes up and says, "I'm an artiste. So let me take your pictures." And he did the most incredible pictures, uh, wedding pictures for our album, and just handed the cam the digital camera back to us. And then that night we had dinner at the resort, and we just set the camera on the table and dancing, and people would pick up the camera and take pictures. So it was really, it was really a magical uh, experience. So, it was, so we still remember this day with a lot of uh, joy.
0: And uh, we hadn't been in a car for three weeks. And at that time, we flew back to LAX. And I was practicing law. I had a client that owned a limousine service. And we used to trade services. So he picked us up at LAX. We got on the 405 freeway. And there were six lanes of traffic in each direction, none of it moving. And we sort of looked at each other and went, this is our life. Wow. You know, back to the concrete jungle, the hustle and bustle. So I actually asked Tom, if
1: you could live anywhere, where would you like to live?
0: And you said...
1: Well, at first I said I'd like the, the Panhandle of Florida, Dest- Destin Beach, because I'd done work down there. I was an aerospace engineer, and I had my own company, and I, and I did uh, was there for a couple weeks at a time uh, doing work there. And so on the weekends, I'd go to the beach, and I'd drive up and down the coast and stuff. So I thought, you know, let's try the other coast. Uh, that was a possibility. And so we started discussing that, and so we started taking trips there.
0: Yeah. And in fact, uh, ended up buying a couple of uh, rental properties. We uh, had some some money to invest and uh, it seemed like a good idea at the time. That was back in 2005. And uh, we ha- were working our plan. We we had actually uh, purchased a business in 2006. I had gotten burned out in the, the practice of law and decided that Uh, Given the lifestyle that that we wanted to have with the freedom and flexibility, practicing law was never going to allow us to do the things we wanted to. In 2006, we also is also when we purchased the Santorini, which is the 50 foot sailboat that we currently live on. And that was sort of a crazy time. Remember, we were buying the business and and the boat. And you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Uh, buying the boat, yeah, because it was. Uh, we actually were we we're, we're, yeah. We bought the two houses and we saw the boat in an in a in the water boat show in Long Beach, California, five years earlier. Dawn manifested. She says this is going to be our next boat. And at the time we didn't buy it, but she said when is when we're ready to buy it, it'll go for sale, be for sale, and we'll find out who's selling it. So what happened was is right in the middle of all these. Uh, is buying these two homes and buying this business. Uh, Don got a vibration from the universe saying the Santorini is for sale. That's the name of the boat Santorini. And the flyer had been on a refrigerator door for five years. So uh, she says, "Uh-oh, I gotta, I gotta find the Santorini." So she was calling the U.S. Coast Guard to try to find that the documentation numbers and where it is and this and that. So uh, it, uh, it was an interesting. It, it was she was. Kind of driving her batty for a little bit there because she had all this other stuff. He says, "I don't need this right now," but still <laughs> she pursued it. So uh, she she actually. Uh pursued it till she found the boat and it was for sale and uh, we purchased it uh, from the uh, previous owner up in uh, the bay area we had to go clear up there we happened to be up there to do a training for some other event and uh and so we went and saw it and she said this rock and roll so we purchased the boat been an adventure ever since
0: <laughs> so yeah actually right after that so we had a plan and we were going to sell our house in 2007 and be able to to head the floor that what we had decided to do, but then a funny thing happened. The real estate industry crashed, and the whole market went down with it. Tom lost his business. The business I had uh, transitioned to after being the practice of law had crashed, and we found ourselves in debt, severe debt, uh, owed about one point one million dollars on three homes that were suddenly worth about six hundred thousand. Had gone from earning a substantial six figure income to. Pretty much yeah. it drying up, and so we we struggled. It was a very stressful time in our lives, and uh, tried everything. I, I tried negotiating with the banks, and I couldn't get anywhere. I gained a lot of weight. Just really a very very difficult time. I know a lot of people went through some pretty tough times when that crash hit in in two thousand eight. So what we, did we do? Yeah,
1: we decided we we set a deadline. We are going to. Sail the boat from Southern California down through Mexico, down to the Panama Canal and up to uh, Florida. And so we chose a an event called the Bajajaja, which is a, a group sail of 167 boats that leave from San Diego and they sailed on the Cabo San Lucas, which is about a 10-day sail. And then a lot of them turn around and come back and we were going to keep going. So it was kind of, it gave us a deadline. We had to be there to leave at that certain date. And so we it, it established a deadline, but it actually ended up uh, we couldn't get the deal going to sell the house and to the point where we actually put the key under the mat and said, come what me. Yeah,
0: we just made the decision. You know, we can't live our life according to real estate anymore. These events that have occurred are way beyond our control and so you control what you can. And so we just had to make a financial decision. So uh, like I said, three houses in foreclosure, we just said, we got to go. We did have some income coming in from the business that we purchased. It, it hadn't gone down as badly as our other two individual businesses that we had. So that, that sustained us. We took off five months, 5,000 miles which is actually moving pretty quick on a sailboat that goes six knots and ended up actually we just celebrated eight years on saint patrick's day Mm -hmm. um in 2011 we pulled into the panama city marina panama city florida that is we did spend some time in panama city panama as well going through the canal but quite an adventure we did make a stop here in isla mujeres that was pretty pretty crazy um you want to want to talk about that a little
1: bit we sailed left uh, the panama canal in cologne and sailed straight here because there were a few issues off the coast of costa rica and guatemala so we sailed straight here we were over 100 miles out in the middle of the ocean and after being uh, eight what six days and six, six nights? days and six, six nights at sea in very rough conditions so it was like a six day six night car accident we were hanging on the whole time. But uh, anyway, we were pretty sleep-deprived when we sailed up Isla Mujeres uh, Bay um, between Cancun and the island there. Um, the water is crystal clear when it was 14 feet deep, and, and it was kind of funny. Don says, we're going to run aground because <laughs> the water was so clear, but we made it in. Everything was was great, really enjoyed it.
0: Remember how emotional it was? Yeah. I mean, we had vacationed here many times and just dreamed yes. about sailing the Santorini here. Yeah,
1: it was, we were exhausted exhausted, so it was quite
0: emotional. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I had this sense, and, and, and I don't know if you did too, but, you know, of course, we had, had shipped our cars and, and our belongings to Panama City. Was, they were waiting in a storage unit for us. But when I got to Isla La Mujeres, I I felt like I was home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and yet we had made these commitments, you know, we had made these plans to move to Florida. So, you know, we weren't done with our, our journey. No. So we we continued on, went to Fort Myers, and then worked our way up the coast. We were in Panama City for two years. That's that's kind of a a funny story.
1: You, of course, were uh, 60 years old at that time. Yeah, so being 60 years old in in California, forget about finding any work. Don and I had been on the sailboat, the 50-foot sailboat, for almost six months, 24-7. So I thought when we pulled in, I said, I think I'm going to go look for a job or something. I hadn't had a job in 25 years. I'd owned my own company. And so, uh,
0: you were thinking, what, Home Depot? Yeah, Home
1: Depot or something, 12 <laughs> bucks an hour, or whatnot. But anyway, as soon as we pulled into the slip and got a boat tied up and everything, that afternoon, uh, the next door neighbor came home and lived on a houseboat next to the next slip. He said, uh, I introduced myself and he says, yeah, and I asked him, Are you just getting home from work. He says, Yeah. He says, Well, what do you do? He says, I'm an electrician at the shipyard in town. And I said, Oh, there's a shipyard. Are uh, they hiring? Ha, ha, ha. And he says, Yeah, they're looking for, for electrical plane engineers, you know, any? he says, yes, that's what I am. So the superintendent came the next day and over a beer in the cockpit of the boat, and we did an interview, and two weeks later, I was uh, hired on at the shipyard, and I really enjoyed it. It was a learning new, new experience. We did it for, uh, what, two, two and a half years? Two years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, during that time, I designed three ships that went on to be multiple builds. It was really kind of a fun journey through that uh, change in from California to Florida.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And in the meantime, I was basically practicing law, representing myself on the three foreclosure actions. We were actually pretty stunned when we got to Florida that we actually still owned those three houses. We thought (laughs) they'd be sold, whatnot. So I was actually able to do a loan modification on one of them. It was kind of out of the blue offer that was made that that was pretty good. And then we ended up able to do a short sale on our Orange County house. And And uh, the other one, we we were able to get rid of without uh, damaging our credit to it. But it was pretty stressful. It was pretty intense. And then the business that had been sustaining us, fortunately, Tom got that job because the other business ended up collapsing completely. But, you know, the saying God closes one door and opens another, I had the opportunity to start a new business that blessed us immensely. And in that two-year period that Tom was at the shipyard, I was able to earn an income that was four times the amount of of his salary at the shipyard and so we made the decision to leave Panama city and now a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors
2: isla mujeres is a caribbean jewel off the coast of cancun castellito del caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of el centro and a short walk to playa norte which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world castellitocaribe.com Caribe dot com, dot com. We look forward to seeing you soon.
0: We made the decision to leave Panama City because they use the words wind chill in the winter weather forecast. And I we both thought Florida was warm, but the first winter wasn't too bad. The second winter was a bit of a killer. So we ended up moving down uh, to a town called Punta Gorda, which is uh, just north of Fort Myers. And we spent four lovely years there. You want to talk about that?
1: experience a little bit yeah we uh we we got the, the community there we joined the yacht club and they had a big tennis uh, group in the yacht club and and so we we kind of immersed ourselves in that social circle and it was uh we was fun we made some nice friends and were included in a lot of uh, fun uh, activities but i was uh I wasn't finding any work down there. I didn't. I was kind of still trying to find contract work for uh, shipyard, but I went back a few times, and but they still wouldn't open a satellite office where I could work out of the house. So it was kind of a slow time for me, but our business so. but
0: our business really took off. We we uh, were earning a substantial income with without a whole lot yeah. of of time commitment in it. Yeah. So we had a you know fancy house with a pool on the water with the sailboat parked out front, which was the main reason that we. Came to Florida. We couldn't do that in California for sure. That was our vision of what we wanted. But we had actually done pretty well, well enough that we were ready to buy property again. And so we considered Florida. There were some issues with the boat. Florida is very shallow. We have a deep draft boat. Found out Tampa is actually the lightning capital of the world. So when you have a 62-foot mast, uh, we, we went through some pretty horrific summer thunderstorms and had friends whose boats were struck by lightning. And so that was a concern. But but we thought we'd check it out, so we we started looking at property all the way from Sarasota, Bradenton down to Naples, and everything we looked at was a million bucks. And then you add the insurance, the taxes on waterfront front property, and then we're we're talking a, a home where we could have the boat out front because that was really what what we wanted. So having been through this this real estate crash, and also we wanted to to sail half the year. So like, why do we want to have this big million dollar house? even if we can afford it. So we decided to pass on that, and we were actually looking for a safe place to keep the boat and came down here to Isla Lomaginas to look for potential property in the lagoon where we could could keep the boat boat nice safe and sound we wanted to sail the Caribbean so let's just keep the boat down here and we just went on a little uh, real estate exploration journey you remember that yeah we came down here and we talked to
1: we looked at some some homes and uh, looked at um, some condos I think we showed. yeah
0: townhouses condos Townhouse, yeah. we but, had friends through you know I've had friends or I've known for 25 years that we consulted with regarding their recommendations and found Found that there was a, a niche that needed to be filled, and decided to to pull the trigger and purchase property here. That was income producing because, um, in mm-hmm. the impetus for that, uh, while we had a substantial income because of the experiences that we have had through the years, both Tom and I, of you know things are going great, but they often don't last forever. So having all of our eggs in one basket made us a little bit nervous. And we also had some retirement investments that we were nervous about. We had a a substantial retirement fund that we felt was a little precarious. So we decided that we wanted to move that that asset into something else. And the income property, we, we crunched the numbers. We really purchased something that had a great location but uh, and a lot of potential, but knew that it, it needed some work in order to really properly perform the way we needed it to. Now our third year, and I'm thrilled with, with what we've been able to accomplish with that property. We've been uh, booked solid for the, the winter season, had some very nice revenues uh, come in through that. Not without challenges.
1: Power challenges, <laughs> all sorts of challenges. Uh, so we, we, we managed to get, get through them, but it's just, you know.
0: Well, the ocean front sounds great, but right. And thank goodness we're sailors. So we're a little bit prepared for this, but yeah.
1: For instance, um, when we're right on the on the Caribbean and, on the, and the wind blow and the, when the waves are big, the wind blows and it blows the salt air all over everything. So we had to take and we cut kind of a little bit of a learning curve as, as to what it does to uh, two motorcycles. And uh the, the salt air just eats the the mother nature is eating our motorcycles <laughs> right salt <laughs> so,
0: yours on a faster clip than yeah, mine yeah, it the, seems but yeah. uh, I, I
1: knew when I bought my motorcycle that it was gonna uh, it was gonna be destroyed by salt so I didn't get a fancy one and my wishes come true is getting destroyed by salt but that's okay. rusty rusty <laughs> this is a new name <laughs> yeah but anyway we found that the air conditioning systems is called mini splits they have have an outside unit that they don't uh, they don't last very long but they're inexpensive in the states when one of houses in florida one of the air conditioning systems went out and it was like $4,500 U.S. Yeah, wow. And uh, and here, um, I just replaced one. Um, well, the small was an 18... 1850- Actually, it was the largest one that, that's in the house. Yeah, the largest one in the house. And I replaced it, and it was $300. Yeah. And, and then the guy, the air conditioning guy had to come out, and he, he charged us uh, $100 yeah. to install it. So, you
0: know, 10% like, of the price.
1: Yeah, yeah, so that's the thing. But it, it, everybody cringes. and oh, my gosh, look how long these don't last very long. But, but
0: they're, they're not so expensive. Expensive, expensive so, so we wish power was not expensive too yeah. but we're that's a whole that. other we're story <laughs> but
1: anyway so yeah
0: yeah so that's um that's kind of a little bit about uh, how we got here uh or i should say the journey in, on how we got here so how did we do all this well at heart we're really entrepreneurs right so we we went through this you know horrific real estate crash and and we learned we said you know, we want to be able to buy something that puts money in our pocket instead of being having this monthly overhead this machine you have to feed all the time to be able to to quote unquote live on in a a nice house where we have a house on the water here with the sailboat and it's it's lovely it's it's a great location um and it moves so we that was part of the the reason we moved here because we we do have this moving house movable house i should say And so we thought, well, let's go down, try it for a little while. If we don't like it, our house moves, we'll go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So a very, very open sort of mentality and and attitude about what this move would entail. So when we bought the house, we had a property management uh, company, actually the real estate company we used to purchase the house, manage it for a little while. That didn't work out. We hired another individual and that didn't work out either. So we really didn't want to manage the property ourselves, although I do have a background in, in real estate and property management. I was capable of it. But of course, that means that you lose your flexibility with respect to travel. If you're responsible for managing your home, you pretty much have to be there in case something goes wrong if, if you don't hire someone else. So when we weren't able to find the third company, that was a clue. We saw a need in the marketplace for a good property management company that told me, well, gosh, there's probably other people who are in that similar situation. They are looking for somebody good to manage their property and they're not able to find them. So we went ahead and and set that up. It's an additional revenue stream that we have. But the biggest reason for us, we decided that we didn't really want to manage it ourselves. So how did this all come about? The the biggest reason I would say is was our attitude, our openness to new possibilities and different ways of thinking the fact that we're, we're both entrepreneurial minded, we're not hugely risk adverse. I know when we took off from California, it seemed like risky. But to us, you probably agree tom it oh, yeah. felt more risky to stay
1: yes it did we, we went once i think we learned a lot when we sailed around um, almost 10 years ago now from california and you're in you go to strange areas you don't know anything about the culture you just always observe and watch and it made us feel that we could actually relocate to another country because we were we became adaptable if we didn't we learned to think through their eyes and their ways, instead of just how we think things should be. So it was a bit of a learning curve. But once you've kind of done that, you can.
0: And this move out of the United States down to Mexico—this was actually our fourth. We each had one individually when we were younger, but our third together, major move. Like where we just picked up and moved somewhere where we really, literally knew no one. Yeah. We actually knew more people down here in Mexico. Yes, <laughs> Funny enough, than we that we did in Florida for sure. You know we. We bought the house, the the income property here, the oceanfront property, because we weren't really excited about the options for investment, real estate investment in the United States, especially being burned in that crash. The property management company was really out of need because we couldn't find a third property management company after we had fired two. And we thought, well, there's if we can't find somebody good, then we know others can't either. And so we went ahead and and put that together. And now with this new adventure, it's really this is has come out of people asking us how did we do this how did you relocate how did you create multiple income streams in a foreign country and so that's sort of how this podcast was born and I know our story but what I'm really excited about for this podcast program this overseas life redesign is to hear other people's stories because there's not a cookie cutter way to do this and there's such amazing stories of how others have accomplished their goals of uh, living
1: where they want to live. So
0: anything else you'd like
1: to add? Well, I think um, one of the reasons I enjoy being down here is because when I was young, actually, my dad was born in Cuba and, and grew up in, on the beaches of Puerto Rico in the tropics. And he, so though his family, or English, came to the United States when he became a U.S. citizen when he went, he went in the Army. And so when I was growing up, I was born in Akron, Ohio, but my dad says, I have to be near the water near the coast. So my folks moved from Ohio out to Southern California to be near the beach. So when I was a little boy, my older brother and younger sister, every Saturday we would spend the whole day at the beach. And so I, I couldn't live far from the beach. That was one of the things that kind of a stipulation of mine. When I was, what, I think, 13 or 14, my folks took us out of school and we came down and traveled around the Caribbean to see all the tropical places and see where my dad grew up and everything and and we got kind of got indoctrinated to the the warm tropical breezes and, and climates and stuff so it was uh it was always in the back of my mind of where i wanted to go uh later in life or when i had the chance to go to a warm tropical place and Yes, uh, sometimes it gets a little warm but uh, I'd rather be warm than cold
0: And and it's funny, as you're telling that story, I remember the first time I went to the Tropic ever was a trip that my first husband and I took to Jamaica. Back then, they used to load up 747s of um, freezing cold Minnesotans in the wintertime and do charters once a week down to Montego Bay and I remember it was about January and we uh, had delays that were weather related, of course leaving Minneapolis, but I'll never forget going down there and you know when you grow up with winter you just kind of think that's normal and and i was an adult at this point but it it really hit me it isn't winter everywhere (laughs) at that moment and i thought wow this is really cool i could i don't want to go back to cold and but of course the memory stays that oh this it's not like this everywhere Mm. and that i think is what really cemented it for way back then that oh gosh i think we we need to go somewhere that a little bit more tropical as well so that did that but beyond that i think there's plenty of of caribbean islands and uh, there's nothing like the caribbean water the turquoise blue and the sapphire colors that you see especially coming across the ferry from cancun but it's more than that and it's interesting how many people visit here come back again and again yeah. and again and also how many people really call this home there's this really great energy it is There is sort of a vortex here in the the Yucatan, but for sure this island has an attraction and energy that is quite perceptible to large numbers of people. It's definitely changed since I started coming here 25 years ago, but I think we're both on the
1: same page and can say that we made a good decision. Yeah, and uh, like the the, the saying, saying, come what may, you just have to, you know, take a leap and come what may and and learn to be flexible and uh, and move forward with a good attitude and you'll find the, the best of it of all world. Awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, no, I think that's it. I think we've, we've uh, shared our story and uh, we can't wait to hear feedback. If you have questions or whatever, we're uh, happy to, to share what we know about this uh, experience. So thank you. Integrity Vacation Property Management, trust, truth, results. From buyer's representative services to rental market analysis, staging, marketing, and full service property management, achieving your goals is our top priority. Visit our website at www.integrityvpm.com and get our free guide, Self-Manage or Hire, A Property Owner's Checklist of Issues to Consider. Integrity VPM, Raising the Bar in Vacation Property Management. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit www.OverseasLifeRedesign.com and take the Are You Ready for an Overseas Life? Relocation Readiness Quiz. We'd also love for you to become part of our OLR community on Facebook. Thank you for listening.